0: so excited because uh, I'm going to just sit with a few friends and we're going to have some conversations. And uh, so I think it's going to be pretty awesome, pretty great. Because, you know, as I was thinking about today, and I was actually, you know, thinking about this year, thinking so often at the beginning of the year, uh, lots of people will do things like set goals for the year, uh, go on a diet on January 1st. You know, lots of different New Year's resolutions and kind of different kinds of things that kind of bubble up and seem to happen when the calendar turns over from one year to the next. And I was thinking a lot about that and thinking, you know, I'd love to just talk with some people about the practicality of how you live out faith. You know, how do you balance um, God and life and church and work and making dinner and getting oil changes and like all of the stuff that, that most of us have to do. Uh, and pursuing this relationship with God so that, like Courtney prayed, there would be this awareness and intimacy and, like, how do we mesh all these things together? and How does that actually happen, right? And so I wanted to talk to people in different stages of life. And so we're going to talk with a dad. He's got a young family and a university student and uh, someone who's a grandmother. So I think it's going to be pretty awesome, different stages to give us some kind of different tips. And, and you know, I remember, personally, Like I like goals, I like achievements, I like getting the gold star, I like making a list and then sometimes I'll even add something to the list just so I can cross it off the list, like I'm that person. Like I like that kind of stuff. So when the new year kind of rolls around, I try to think of things that I would like to do for the next year and yet I try not to put too many expectations on myself because I know that I don't always live up to them. And so I've tried to be really real and open and honest about what it is that I could uh, possibly add to my life in the next year, or is there an area that I want to focus on? And uh, I remember years ago, I used to always think to be a good Christian, I needed to get up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, needed to be up at five, I needed to be, you know, in the in the, the darkness, still, it's still night to me, actually, because I'm not a morning person at all. And uh, so that's just like nighttime. So get up in the nighttime to pray and to spend time with God. And, and I would last like a couple days every January. And then the next year, think, I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to try it. And then I started to realize that these expectations were so silly. They were so self imposed. And, and they were just unattainable because that wasn't a sweet time. Jesus doesn't really want to talk to me at 5 a.m. I'm kind of grumpy anyways. He he wants my best time, which is not then. And uh, so just like sharing with each other some tips and kind of like how we we pursue Christ. How do we really do this? So Brad... I asked you to come and to, uh, thank you, by the way, for coming. You're welcome. And sharing with us. Excited to have you and to hear what you're going to say as well. So I wish I had my pen because I'd be taking notes. um, It's a lot of
1: faith that I'll have something insightful to say. Oh, yes, I have faith.
0: (laughs) So I asked you just to share with us just a little bit. Like for people who don't know you, they're just like, who is that guy with the long, cool hair that leads (laughs) us in worship? Like, who is that? guy, share with us a bit of who you are.
1: Sure. Well, my name is Bradley. Um, I've been attending Gateway, oh gosh, now it's 20 years now. Um, I just turned 37 in December. So yeah, I started coming to Gateway when I was about 17. And um, over the years, I've, I've been part of the worship team here, um, mostly playing guitar. But in recent years, I've kind of come into a bit of a leadership position with the worship team. And so I've been... Very privileged and and uh, humbled to get to do that. I'm um, married. You saw my wife Courtney um, leading worship with me as well, which is pretty amazing. Um, and we have three children. So my oldest is 13. Uh, my middle boy just turned 10, and then my youngest is eight, a uh, little girl, eight. And uh, so yeah, busy busy family life for sure. Um, I work at the hospital. Um, For years I was a respiratory therapist there Um, so I worked in the uh, intensive care unit with the sickest patients that we had Um, and uh, and currently I work in the operating room as an anesthesia assistant so my job is to help the anesthesiologists when they encounter uh, patients that are very complicated or having difficult and complicated surgeries so my job is to be their helper and kind of help split the work and take better care of patients there. So yeah, heavy kind of important job as well, which is very rewarding and fulfilling by the way, yeah.
0: It's, yeah, yeah, wow. So that sounds like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how, do you, how are you balancing? What do you do? Do you have some tips or suggestions or ideas of what you do to try and prioritize or balance all of these things? Because when you come and you lead us in worship, like, we can tell you have an authentic relationship with God, that it's growing. So how are you doing that? Share with us.
1: Well, I mean... Um, for the parents out there, you know that family life is difficult to manage just because there's so much to get done. Um, but we try to keep things pretty manageable in our, in our home. We're not trying to be super parents that have our kids in 16 different activities and um, are <laughs> fitness freaks in, in shape and all that. We There's just not enough time <laughs> in the day. Lord knows we tried to keep ourselves healthy, but... Um, so, we understand that you can fill your, your life up with so much stuff, and you can manage that for a while, And um, but in after a certain period of time, you get burned out, mm-hmm. and when you experience burnout, you can fall off the wagon entirely, and kind of fall back further to a place that you were before you even started, so um, we've learned that over the years, that it's important not to fill your life up too much, so... We keep it pretty, the kids have one activity each that they do, and that's, that's all that they do, and um, we have one or two activities that Courtney and I like to do together and um, have our own hobbies that we, keep, um, that we keep up, but between that and, and church life, we're pretty full, um, but I guess my if I had a tip that I could say, it's, it's plan less than you think you need to do because it'll get filled up pretty quickly with the unexpected things or or um, if things don't go quite the way you expect them to so that's what we try to practice I help my wife with that she always got has a list on Saturday we have to do 15 different things I say okay cut that in half and then we'll (laughs) do the rest of it on a different day (laughs) but I guess I would say plan less than what you think you can do
0: that's a really good tip Mm -hmm yes cuz i like the lists and trying to think how many things can i fit into a day so that's a really good tip so t- share with us a little bit about your like journey your like your walk with god like how where do you fit that in do you have a regular time and and i'm asking these questions not because i'm putting anybody mm-hmm. on the spot because i think what we do is we look at leaders and we assume that they're spending 2 to 3 hours every single day in mm-hmm. prayer and up at 5 a.m. and the reality is that we're not no right we want God as a priority but the reality is is that we're all trying to juggle and manage Mm -hmm. too so this is meant to be an encouragement right Mm -hmm. that 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 yeah so share with us
1: well I'm I I've found that over the years like I've I've been a Christian for most of my life I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was a child raised in a Christian family um but I'm, I feel like I'm only just sort of starting to get a grasp of now of what it means to actually live a balanced Christian life and I have to say for myself personally because I'm so involved with the worship team that a lot of my um, uh, time spent with God is is focused around worship which is is good. I think for me that's, that's the time that I have and it it helps having a certain amount of responsibility there because I couldn't lead worship. I couldn't do my job as the worship leader effectively unless I was leading from a place of experience. Um, um, the, the time that I spend with, with God in worship, with Jesus in worship, is, is the time I spend building up my gift as a worship leader. And it's only through that process that I can actually hope to achieve some sort of effectiveness in leading worship so i'm i have a a lot of motivation Hmm. to spend time in worship with with god um so that i can be prepared to to do my job in the church Hmm. and through that process it's not just a means to an end by by any stretch it it builds me up as in my faith and in my relationship with god and and then i have the opportunity to share that with others so
0: so what you're saying is we should all join the worship team, yeah. and then we'd be like you. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. I mean, on that point, like, <laughs> I think if I, if I could give some advice, it would be, um, it's hard to, to set a goal and say, all right, I'm going to read the Bible for, for two hours every morning before work. Like, that's not a sustainable goal. And I find for myself, it, it's easier for me to achieve my goals if I have some sort of um, responsibility behind it. So, um, I would say, if you're finding it difficult to kind of stay connected and, and plugged in with, with your relationship with God, take on some task that's going to require you to seek God's face. Mm. Volunteer to lead prayer yeah. on Sunday morning, because you're not going to want to mess that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you'll be spending a lot of time praying, you know, And and to be honest, that's what helps me stay connected a lot of the time is knowing that I'm coming to lead worship and then I need to be prepared. Mm. Um, otherwise, I'll be letting God down and I'll be letting, the, you know, the congregation down and my, my leadership down as well. So that hopefully that doesn't sound too bad, but no, <laughs> it that helps was, for sure.
0: that was a fantastic advice, right? Because we are a culture of people that need accountability, right? That's mm-hmm. why we have life coaches. That's why we have fitness coaches, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that is a really great tip to to commit to something mm-hmm. to keep yourself moving in a direction that you wanna move in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And fantastic. you have the
1: benefit of being connected to others as well that will help you with your, with your uh, walk with God as well. Yeah. So you don't stray too far and kinda keep you grounded.
0: Yes. Have you tried um, spiritual practices that weren't a success for you? Any kind of tips or advice around that, like "Oh dang, don't do that or that didn't work for me right because of course it might work for somebody else, mm-hmm. but any tips around that
1: yeah i mean like i've I've tried just committing myself to spending time just in like a block of time in prayer or a block of time reading the Bible, and it's it's an interesting thing because once if you if you bring yourself to do it just like working out if you actually get into the gym and you start working out at the end of it you realize how good it is but it's hard to get motivated to do mm-hmm. it so for me um, i i I use my worship time as as a way to get motivated to to press into God so uh, as a worship leader i've i've come to understand that I'm not prepared to do this job <laughs> and how do you learn how to do it well mm-hmm. um, so I had to find resources online that I could plug myself into and spend time doing that would help to equip me to be a worship leader and so through that process um, I've, I've learned so much and I've grown so much so it's, it's actually finding things that will help me do my job better um, while I'm serving the church.
0: Wow, another great tip. Thank you. That's superb. Well, any last things you want to share with us? Um,
1: I mean, it's, I think that in general, the way things are, are right now and in, in, in all of our lives is we, we feel like we're, we've lost our, our positioning, we've lost our routine, we've lost our, the normal life stuff. Um, and, and so I think for me, even myself, I, I, felt disrupted in things that I was doing before my routines, my practices, um, are not, I can't do them anymore, you know, yeah. because of restrictions and lockdowns, even leading worship, you know, imagine leading worship to a, an empty room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would use that, uh, we can use that as an opportunity to find, um, a different way to connect to God and to connect to each other um, and you know that whenever there is restrictions put in place around any sort of thing um, it spurs creativity so don't don't shy away from, from the thing that you want to do because there's all these restrictions it should motivate you to to be creative and find a way to, to serve God and to serve each other despite it so that would be my encouragement to everybody
0: Yes. Excellent. Excellent word. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank Thank you. you. Bradley. Bradley? Sure. Bradley. Either way. You know, the first time I met Pastor Greg, he called me Kim. Oh. Whoa, dude. Rude. Rude. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I so get it, Bradley. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Let's uh, I know you're at home, but let's give him a hand as he exits. Thanks Thanks. so much, Bradley. Yes. Woohoo. Go, Bradley. No, his name's Brad. Lee Bradley. Our next guest is a sweetheart of a girl. Oh, I like this one. I like this girl quite a bit. <laughs> this is my daughter Trinity. And no, I didn't bribe her or threaten her to wow. come. <laughs> uh, But I did, I really wanted to hear from a university student, and um, so that's why I asked you if you would share. So why don't you start out, Hun, by just sharing a little bit with us about who you are, where, where you are in life, what's your stage of life? I have such a big stage. I'm 18. So, you know,
2: (laughs) going hard. Um, Yeah, I'm Trinity um, or Trin. Lots of people call me that. Um, So I'm in university. I'm in my first year. Uh, I'm taking psychology. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, that's honestly just my life. I'm full
0: on school and it's just really busy. So that's that's about it. That's wonderful. How about your involvement in church? Do you participate or are you?
2: Yeah, um, as the pastor's kid, you kind of are normally roped into some things. So I've kind of bounced around throughout the years that we've been at Gateway and I'm now part of the worship team. Uh, sooner rather than later, I'll be on stage. So, um, but yeah, like a couple different groups such as that. So yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Young adults groups, stuff yeah. like that, super. So share with us, um, are there habits or things that you have found beneficial for your spiritual growth?
2: Yeah, so for me, when like you asked me these, these questions, I kind of thought about it, and I kind of came down to two main things that I try to do. And so one is, I spend a lot of my time in my car. Like I have to drive to university, and I have to drive to pick up my sister, and I drive to worship practice, and I spend a lot of time in my car, actually. So when I thought about it, I was like, I'm... I love listening to music while I'm in my car, and different playlists, and they're not Christian playlists normally, like, it's not worship music, and so there's just, like, this one day, I just was like, okay, Trin, you just need to, you're going to force yourself, and you're going to listen to some (laughs) Christian music and worship God in the car, and it has made such a big difference, so I really noticed, like, using all the small, like, moments that you can, because, I spend 10 minutes driving to the university from our house and then 10 back. So I'm spending 20 minutes with Jesus just in my car. Like all those minutes add up. So that's one thing that I do. I listen to worship or I pray or some type of podcast or sermon, something on those lines. So, yeah. And then the second thing I thought of
0: was, oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, Sue, I hope you caught that. So take the small moments. And use them as opportunities. Someone's now calling me. <laughs> and take the small moments and use them as opportunities mm-hmm. to connect with God. I love that. I hope you wrote that one down. Kate, sorry, I hope I didn't sidetrack You're okay. you, did. you <laughs> It was just such a good tip.
2: Yeah. Um, and then the second one is, I'm kind of like Brad. I need some like responsibility or, or accountability. So I like to join groups or have friends that are Christians just to keep me going along. And like, I'm super blessed in that way that I have like my best friends also on the worship team and we can talk about Jesus and have like super real conversations about that. But then I'm also a part of like the Gateways Connect group for young adults. And like we can, again, talk about Jesus, but then go have a games night and have like the best time ever. Like I'm just a part of those different groups, but they also keep me accountable to show up when we say we're gonna go do something and we're gonna read the bible or whatever so that's what I also really need so
0: yeah that's really good and that's been positive for you it's helped you grow (laughs) in that yeah 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 very good 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 feedback hey join something something have a friend (laughs) yeah like even just like, okay, Tuesday
2: mornings, we're going to, me and your my friend are going to read the Bible together. It doesn't have to be the same book of the Bible, but
0: something mm-hmm. like it's
2: just sitting down and doing it. And yeah.
0: Yeah. The accountability, right? Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic, babe. So how do you find balance between like busy life and social life and university and studying and studying and studying? How do you find balance in all those things?
2: I think for me, it's learning how to say no to things, which like, you know, I'm really bad at. (laughs) I like to say yes to everything. I want to be a part of everything, but learning how to say no and then taking that time that I spent saying no to this activity, taking that time, and putting some of it towards Jesus. Like, obviously, I'm a student, so I'm studying all the time. We're doing homework, so I do spend some of that time doing homework, but taking, like, like 30 minutes, an hour, and just being like, okay, you're going to read the Bible. You're going to read this mm-hmm. couple chapters, or you're going to pray. You're going to do worship, like, worship in your room, or something like that. Like, Taking that time and saying no to something, and then when I do say yes to something, then I have to say no to something else. It's like Ooh. like a scale kind of thing. Like you have to say yes to some things, but even it out with saying no.
0: Ooh, very good tip. Sometimes you need to let go of something to say no to it in order to pick up something new.
2: Yeah, because some things, like depending on the season you're at, it you need some things more than you do others. So sometimes you really need to be mm-hmm. a part of a connect group and that's really great. And then some seasons you're like, no, I don't need to be a part of that but I need to be a part of this different Christian activity kind of thing. And so I think you uh-huh. should be picking up things but also letting go so you still have time to do everything you need to.
0: Wow. Very good advice. Wow. You must have great parents. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> they're all right you're not getting starbucks on the way home (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) it doesn't take much she just has to say mom (laughs) uh what about your um like devotional life or like i guess you've kind of covered some of that but any last tips that you want to share with us before we wrap up
2: um i don't know i i think one thing that also helps me is kind of setting the mood cuz I think which sounds really strange but <laughs> setting like, the mood setting the mood no.
0: cuz
2: <laughs> sometimes it's just you're not into it and mm. you're it's almost a chore sometimes at least I find I don't know maybe that's just me but I find it sometimes a chore and so I I like kind of putting everything in its place, cleaning up, and then I feel ready to go, making sure that there's nothing that's going to distract me. So setting in the the mood in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> that makes total sense. At least to me. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Clearing away all those distractions.
2: Yeah. And like your phone, putting it like across yeah. the room, out of arm's reach. So you if you here it does. It takes effort to go get it. Like I'm yeah. a bit of a lazy person. Sometimes it don't feel like standing up, getting out from my blanket and getting my phone, like kind of setting the mood in that way where there's no distractions except your Bible. Like that's the only thing you can do.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Setting the mood. Fantastic. Such great tips. Such good advice. Both of these, uh, Bradley and Trinity already, like I've learned so much. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's give her a hand. <laughs> so as she's heading out, I'm going to call our next guest. I feel a bit like Oprah Winfrey. You get a car. No, you get a car. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> our next guest is Carla. And I'm so excited just to chit chat with you, Carla, and hang out a little bit. Thank you. So, so yeah. So first tell us a little bit about you. Maybe somebody's not too sure who you are. So tell us about you and your stage of life. For sure. I am, my name is Carla Paulson.
3: I am married to Pastor Greg for a long time. <laughs> and I'm a mother of four, a grandmother of three. I have two daughter-in-laws and a son-in-law. So our family's growing, and that's very important to me. And I love my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love Jesus.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
3: yes yes and you also work uh, I do as well yeah I work full-time uh, at a place called the child development center in Prince George I've been there for a long time as well I work in administration and we serve uh, young kids in our community with uh, beneficial therapies and so on so it's has uh,
0: been a, a good place to work Wow. So you are juggling a lot as well. Family life, home life, grandma, and working as well. And so, yeah, so share with us uh, if there's some habits or what do you find is beneficial to your spiritual growth?
3: Well, I think one of the most beneficial things that I've found in the last couple of years was we went through the abide lessons, and we um, learned a discipline called SMORP, which was taking the scripture, um, reading it, and applying it to your life, and taking time to hear from God. And that's been really beneficial for me, even though I've known Jesus all my life, since I was a young child. I've walked with him. I've done so many studies. I was cleaning out a box. We moved this year and I cleaned out a box and found books and books and books full of sermon notes because I was the kid that sat in the front row in my church (laughs) and took notes from every sermon my pastor ever taught. And then I'd go home and read all the scriptures and I'd write them out again and I'd pray and I'd memorize the scripture. But sometimes I didn't take time to in Christ to to hear what God was saying to me so this has been very very helpful it's actually changed my life
0: Mm.
3: Um, and uh, as a grandma I've gone through so many seasons of life being a teenager following Jesus being a young adult being a mother being a, a grandma a worker a wife all those seasons and every season of life is different there's been there was times uh, being mother of young children when I would fall into bed you know at two or three in the morning and think yes. oh God I didn't you know read my Bible today yes. I read you know half of a verse that's all I got to yes. but you know God is gracious He mm-hmm. knows uh, where we're at and we have to make a sacrifice of praise so we have to yes. use those moments and what Trin said was so amazing. Yes use every moment and I found that driving was a a time that I could pray, I could worship God um, because it was a little window of opportunity that I wasn't doing a million other things and I still do it. Mm -hmm. I I take time to pray when I'm driving Mm -hmm. Um, and as your responsibilities and your life changes and your kids aren't little and don't need you 24-7, there's a little bit more time, a little bit more grace that you can spend more time with God And so whatever season of life you're in, seize every moment, every opportunity to follow Jesus. If it's that half a verse, it's okay. God knows. He loves you. He's going to help you get through it. Um, I think another thing that has been beneficial is the, the discipline of tithing. You know what, it's, it sounds kind of boring, and I'm not a money person, but there's something about giving to God from what you earned that is amazing praise and worship to him. And seeing God meet your needs when you're sacrificing and giving and you see how he takes care of you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is so amazing. If you haven't tried it, you need to, because God's blessing is amazing. Yes. Um, journaling has been something that I tried to do for a number of years. And I, as you said, you make a resolution, I'm going to do this and I do it for a few days and then fall off the wagon. But lately I've been doing it more and more and I found it very beneficial because when I pray, I write down some of my prayer requests and then I can go back and see how God answered my Mm -hmm. prayers. Yes. Uh, So that has been very beneficial to do that. Even just a few lines can make a difference. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And there's a few um, of my journal entries that I go back and I look and I just see help. (laughs) And you know what? God comes through. Yeah. So whatever you can do,
0: God will meet you there. I love it. I love it. You know, I was just talking to a young parent last week and uh, they were sharing like how they felt like they could they're sometimes just like disappointing God because they're like, you know, barely squeezing in and I just I loved what you said, right? That God has the grace and I just feel like for young parents that are that are listening to kind of like take that self-pressure off yourself and just seek God's presence in those small things. You know, one thing I encourage them with that we used to do as a young family, because, you know, same thing, just go, 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 is we used to read um, a bedtime Bible to our kids, right? We could have been reading a whole ton of different books, but every night we read the Bedtime Bible. Mm -hmm. And the kids knew that when um, we got through the Bedtime Bible, they got to go for a special prize. We got to, they got a, you know, an adventure of some sort at the end. (laughs) And honestly, there were so many days when that was the only scripture, that was the only Bible that was getting into my heart. But because we had made that a pattern, my kids were keeping me accountable to reading the Bible every single night. And it grew and reminded me of the goodness of God. And so I love that. Like wherever, whatever space you're in, right, take those opportunities. Because it isn't about a checklist that God scrolls out before you. You know, you miss this and you miss this. It's it's just not. He just wants Our relationship. He wants us to be in his presence. And I think once we take that pressure off, it's so freeing that it's like, oh, it's like I want that every single day because it isn't about religion or obligation. It's just about the intimacy of Christ. And I want that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's amazing. That's one thing I wrote down is now spending time with my grandkids. When they come over, we read books about Jesus, we talk about them. And then we pray them. And it's so neat to hear them praying the scriptures and, and learning how to connect with God. So that's exciting for me when I see that in them. And uh, my oldest grandson comes over. The first thing he does is he runs and gets his Bible and says, Grandma, see where I am? I'm reading through it for the fourth time. Wow. <laughs> that makes my heart so happy.
0: <laughs> Right. And how inspiring. Yeah. Like, wow. If he can find some time in his day to be reading through it the fourth time, I could (laughs) I could probably find a moment. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Oh, I love it. I love it. So any other things you want to share just about balancing life and family and pursuing God? Well, um,
3: I really liked what Trin said about saying yes and no and balancing. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice. One thing that God has told me about is to say yes. When he asks me to do something, Mm. say yes. And he's going to help me to do it. He's going to help me to find the time to do it and and do it well. If I make excuses, and I've done that (laughs) sometimes, no, I can't do that. I just can't do it. Pastor Kimmy asked me to come and talk on the (laughs) stage. I can't do it. (laughs) But if I say yes... God works in my life, and he helps other people, too, to Mm. say yes. So that's something that I've learned. It's not about what I like. It's not about what I feel comfortable about. It's what does God want me to do and say yes when I know it's him speaking.
0: That is so good, Carla. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you were willing to say yes, because I think, again, people can kind of look at you and just see, like, this spiritual pillar you know you must be spending five hours a day on your knees right like I think we all have these ideas and expectations of what we think of other people and it's so good to debunk those and just like here's the practicality of what I do right oh yeah oh yeah I want to taste God's goodness every time I I can possibly taste it in a day but here different seasons right God has brought you through different seasons
3: And seize the moment, whatever you're doing. There's been times when I've been digging in my garden, because I like to garden, and I'm in the dirt, and I'm talking to God while I'm putting the plants in the ground, or pulling the weeds. God is with you all the time, and so you can talk to him at any time. And another thing that I've learned is that serving God is a discipline, but it's also a joy. Whatever we do. We're doing it for Jesus, whether that's cleaning the toilet or cleaning up after a sick child or whatever it is, it's serving Jesus. And so that puts it in perspective, that it's all, everything that we do, how we live and breathe is about worshiping Jesus and living for him. That's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. Well, I also wanted just to ask you about the Daniel Fast. So we are just encouraging the church uh, to start to participate in the Daniel Fast. And so we're starting that tomorrow, January 10th, and we're going to participate for three weeks. And so I really wanna encourage you to pray about it and think about it. And uh, I don't have a lot of experience with the Daniel Fast. I do have experience with Lent and giving up things and fasting, but Carla, you have participated in the full kind of dietary um, restrictions or guidelines is a better word uh, for the Daniel Fast in itself. And so I wanted to, uh, just wanted to, you to share with us about what it is to do the full-on Daniel Fast. If I sign up for it, do I have to do the whole full-on thing or are there some options? For sure. I
3: tried to think about how many times I've done the Daniel Fast, but I couldn't remember and I'm just blaming it on how old I am, (laughs) but it is quite a few times. And the first time I did it, I wasn't as prepared as I probably should have been. So we ate a lot of Triscuits the first week, which are whole wheat biscuits, until I could figure out what I could cook. <laughs> so my family went through some experimental recipes and so on. It was kind of fun, but you know what I found in fasting, um, and I've done full fasts. I've done the Daniel fast. Is what it is is a time to focus on God, to give up something that you really like for a season, so you can tune into God's voice, so you can spend more time in prayer, so you can hear His voice clearly. Because you're not distracted with those things that you like. And sometimes there can be a distraction because you're craving that thing that you really like. That cup of coffee or whatever. But it's worth it, I found. And I'm doing it again because it's worth it to pursue Jesus and to hear his voice. And when you're on a fast like the Daniel fast, and I'll talk a little bit more about it. It's amazing when you start taking things out of your diet. Sugars and... Uh, rich foods, things that you really like, and you simplify it, how good the food that you actually can eat tastes. Mm -hmm. It tastes way different than normal. I had no idea until I did this that that was true. And so it's the same with hearing God's voice. When you remove some of the distractions and the things that you're doing, it helps you just to tune in to hear his voice a little more clearly and focus on, on asking him the things that we should be asking him. So the Daniel fast is drawing closer to God through fervent focused prayer. It involves a 21 day commitment to a partial fast which means you restrict commonly enjoyed food as an act of worship and consecration to the Lord. So you can do the full Daniel fast um, and that comes from the book of Daniel that Daniel was seeking God for for his nation. And so he said, I'm putting aside everything. I'm just going to eat fruits and vegetables, no rich foods, which we interpret to uh, mean things like meat or sweets, things like that. And he did that to seek God, and he got a hold of God to get an answer to his prayer. Um, And he did this through his lifetime. As a young man, he gave it up. He gave up the king's rich food, and he almost got himself in a big heap of trouble, for doing so um, with the king's guard, and the king's guard said, if I don't feed you the king's food, I'm gonna be in trouble, I could lose my life. So Daniel said, how about we try it for 10 days? I'll eat the fruit and vegetables and not the king's rich food and see how it turns out, and then you can decide. So they did this test for 10 days, and it turns out that Daniel and his friends were 10 times better at every single thing that the king's guard tested him in. Because he followed God and obeyed him. Mm. So I wish that for everybody that participates in this fast, that you will find yourself drawing closer to God because you're going to spend more time in prayer. You're going to give up some of the things that you like as a sacrifice because you want to get a hold of Jesus. You might be asking God for some specific things like direction for your life, your career or your family, or decisions that you need to make. Maybe there's health concerns. You want to lay those at Jesus' feet and seek him. And you may get some answers right away, or you may not. You may have to seek him on a few of those, or for a few months, or for a few years. But it's a step closer to Jesus and hearing his voice. So you can do the complete Daniel fast now, or you could do a partial fast which might be something like a sugar fast. You take out all the sugars out of your diet. And this is a good one that you can do with kids or teenagers. So if, they, if you don't feel like you wanted to remove all of the rich foods in their diet, but you could take out sugared foods or processed foods. Or maybe you're not able to do the whole fast, but you love soda pop and you drink it every day and you think, God, I'm going to give up my soda pop for three weeks just to hear your voice or it might be social media, might be TV. So ask God what you can give up and what you can sacrifice. The Daniel fast is eating fruits and vegetables, so it's like a healthy, a healthy diet, but you give up some things like meat, sweets, sugars, yeast, and you um, make your diet very simple. So people say, well, can you eat as much as you want? Yes, you can, but you're not going to be as full as normal because you're eating different kinds of food than normal. Um, But you're spending more time focusing on Jesus and giving up those things because you're making a statement to God. I want to seek you more than food, more than TV, more than whatever it is that you decide to give up. Um, Do you have some specific questions about the Daniel fast, what it's like?
0: I think that's fantastic what you've shared, that we can choose, so it's personal. It's up to each person to make a commitment to what they wanna um, fast of, and that's something that is a discussion between you and God, and you decide that. Uh, I, I do remember you saying it takes a couple days to prepare if it's a full-on um, Daniel fast. And so we are starting the devotions tomorrow, but don't feel the pressure that you have to start everything tomorrow. You know, if it takes a few days to kind of collect your thoughts and kind of get yourself prepared, take a few days. Like there's, um, you know, there's there's no measuring stick here. This is really about pursuing God, right? Yes. So.
3: It's about you and God. And there is really good resources that are at the church on the yeah. website about kinds of things that you can eat if you want to do a full Daniel fast, what's uh, acceptable, what you want to avoid. There's recipes, so you're not just eating Triscuits for three weeks <laughs> or anything like that, right? And there's some really delicious recipes. Uh, I found some over the course of doing Daniel fast that we eat what now when we're not on the Daniel fast because they're so delicious right? and healthy. So... Uh, you may find some of those treasures too as you're as you're trying this um, super the Bible talks about fasting i didn't ever find a specific command that says "Thou shalt fast <laughs> however in the bible there's a lot of Times where it talks about believers fasting in the book of Acts, that the they would fast and pray and see who they should send out on a mission. They'd fast and pray for God's direction on something. So it was in the Old Testament and the New Testament is full of times of fasting. So it's a biblical discipline. It will not earn you points for salvation. It will not give you more favor with God because you did this or not, but it's a way that you consecrate yourself to God and um, you find reward in it uh, because something changes in your own life when, when you do this.
0: Yes. That's right. I remember a few years ago I did a fast, uh, a full fast for eight days, and I went into it, and I, I wasn't, I didn't really have a specific thing that I was fighting for. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, it wasn't like I was going after somebody's healing or financial. I, I just was, I just did it. I just went. But afterwards, during and after the intimacy I had with God was so phenomenal, so incredible. And he actually opened up and revealed things that he had answered, prayers that I hadn't even really spoken. But because of my obedience, he just like blessed and loved on me. And so I love what you're saying, right? That this isn't about attaining some status with God. You're in. (laughs) He loves you. He loves you so much, right? right? But it is, there are times when we, can open up some doors right and man oh man obedience obedience right God loves our sacrifice he loves our obedience he loves our faithfulness and our persistence and so it's a it's a wonderful time to be fasting and praying seeking God for you for your life for your family uh, for your church for northern BC right for for the globe like this is a, a wonderful thing that I just encourage each of us to uh, think about and to step into so if you would like to participate you can sign up on the church center app or the website and if you do that then the resources will be available to you so it's a really great idea to sign up now you're not going to say I'm signing up for this commitment or I'm signing up for this and this is the thing I'm going to give up you're not giving us any of that information you're just saying yes I want to participate in this over the next uh, 21 days
3: oh sorry that's awesome and there is a website the ultimate daniel fast that gives some recipes and things like that that you can use but also some encouragement and this shouldn't be like a legalistic thing yes that i just i'm failing i ate a grain of sugar oh my goodness what am i gonna do (laughs) if that's the focus then we've we've lost the intention. The intention is that we're giving up something. And so God is gracious with us. And each one of us, it might look a little bit different. Some, For some people, it might be a little more strict. You want to just stick to the letter of the law because you feel like you need to do that. And some of you might do this and add a few things or take a few things away or whatever. That's between you and God. But the The great thing about doing this together as a church body is we can encourage each other. So when we're feeling like, oh, can I keep doing this? Yes, you can. (laughs) And we can pray for each other. We can pray together in strength and we can see a breakthrough. Because God is with us and he's going to help us. And together we can do this. We can do this thing of life.
0: That's so wonderful, so encouraging. Thank you so much, Carla. Thank you for sharing. And so yes, please sign up on the app and you'll get those resources and devotionals. So I've got just one last thing uh, that I wanna share. So Carla, thank you so much for being here. Let's give her a little clappy clap, a big clappy clap, thank you. I I have a prophetic word that I want to share, and uh, before I do, I actually just want to also mention that on January 28th and 29th, we are having a, thank you beautiful friends, uh, we are having a 24-hour day of prayer, January 28th, 29th. So that's at the end of this time of um, just pursuing Jesus. We're going to come together in prayer, so please mark that date. Now, last week, Pastor Greg was sharing with us uh, just this word about going deeper. And you know, over this last fall, we really felt God saying to us to pursue godly character uh, over competency. And so when he received this word about the church going deeper, and if you haven't listened to that message, I encourage you to go back and listen to last Sunday. Uh, He talked about how so often we are a mile wide and only an, an inch deep, right? And that means that we have like the there's a shallowness. And that he felt like God was saying, this year, I'm calling you into deeper so that we're going to be only an inch wide, but we're going to be a mile deep. And there's this depth. And it was so cool as he shared this, because in the around about the same days, I had been praying and asking God for a word for myself, but also for the church. And so I received a word for myself, and it was bold and gold. And if you want to talk to me about it sometime, I'd love to share with you more about what that was. But he also shared with me two different things for the church. And the one, I had gathered together with some friends on New Year's Eve, and we were praying in the new year together. And I'd never done this before. And so that uh, time that we were together, I felt like the Lord said to me, book ends bookends. And he just kept saying that word over and over again, bookends. And so I'm sharing this word with you because this is bold and, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm being pretty vulnerable with you because what I feel like the Lord was saying was that 2020 was one of the bookends And the book in the middle was 2021. And the other bookend is 2022. And you know, prior to this, I had heard from different people that they were just so scared, so fearful, that 2022 was gonna be a repeat of 2020. That was a word that they had heard, that this was gonna be a repeat, you know, 2020, 2022. It was gonna be times two. And I was like, God, how could that be? Like, where is the hope in this? And when he said to me, bookends, and he showed me the picture of 2020, 2021, and 2022, he closed the book on COVID. And I believe at church, I am standing so much in faith and boldness before you, believing that God is gonna close the book on COVID this year. And so maybe at the end of it, you can say, you know what, you're crazy and I was wrong, but I'm just standing in hope and faith that God is going to close the book on COVID. Now, the other word that he gave me that goes with what Greg said is, the Lord said to me, pockets. And it was interesting because that whole week, I kept noticing pockets. Like I noticed how on my jeans, I have like pockets, right? And on my winter jacket, I have a pocket, but there was like a hole in my pocket. And I started thinking about like my favorite purse, that I have, that has pockets. And then I was thinking, Trinity's grad dress, she she loved it because it had pockets, right? And how we just love pockets, don't we? And I had been noticing pockets all around, and then I felt the Lord had said to me, pockets. And he said, um, you know, that you're comfortable in your jeans that have two pockets, but he said, I want you to put on cargo pants that have multiple pockets. That there have been pockets of people that have been gathering and meeting in small groups and some of you are meeting together on Sunday mornings for church and you're you're meeting together for church-wide prayer at 9:30 or you're you're meeting for a connect group And there's been these pockets of people that have been gathering, and they have been growing deeper. We have seen the fruit. We've seen faithfulness. We have seen people persevering as they've been gathering together in small pockets. And I felt like God was saying in 2022, church, you need to put on your cargo pants and you need to up your priority to meet in pockets, to meet in small gatherings. And then he said to me that he would exponentially multiply the pockets of many people and many people and many people. And what I saw him doing wasn't that the pockets on my pants doubled, right? It was that the pockets went from 2 to 10. The pockets went from 4 to 20. And it was God math. And he actually said to me, these are Holy Spirit calculations. This is God math. This is God multiplication. It does not make sense to us. These are God equations and God calculations. And so I just had so much hope that as we have opportunities to gather together. And you know, we heard Bradley say that in the commitment of being a part of something, he's gathering together with pockets of people. And Trinity said the same thing, right? this accountability these pockets and what happens in those gatherings is that we grow deeper in God and so if you have not been in a gathering in in a group in a pocket you need to get there You need to get there. I am saying 2022 is your year for you to get there. Let God do this incredible God math, this multiplication that doesn't even make sense to us, but it absolutely makes sense to him. So I love visuals. You know how I love visuals. Sorry, Jalissa, she's on the camera and she's probably like, oh, that lady, she's moving all over the place. Well, I love visuals. And so I actually, actually made all of these little pockets. And I have a table full of pockets. And I want you to have the visual of this is what God is doing for us, church. He's not just taking one pocket and turning it into two. He is taking two and turning it into 10. He is taking four and turning it into 20. He is turning six in 230. He is doing a God kind of exponential multiplication with the equations that he can only do. My pockets are falling off. I have so many pockets. I don't even know where else to put them. He is doing a God kind of math, but he's also saying, church, you have to step into the gathering, right? He's like, I want to grow you deeper, but you have to step into the places and the pockets where I will meet you. So church, let's step into the gatherings. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up and and, uh, we're going to sing one last song. And I want to ask you to just stand with me as they come up, and we're going to close in prayer together. Because, church, I want to, I want to challenge us. If we want to grow deeper, we need each other. We need the accountability and the commitment and, and to participate in what God is doing. And so let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Father, for multiplication, For exponential growth, for equations and multiplication and calculations that we can't even fathom, but you do, Lord God. Thank you for the visual of pockets, Lord God. Let us say yes, like Carla said uh, today. Let us say yes to the things that you are calling us to. And if we need to say no to some stuff, help us, Lord God, to say no to the distractions, to say no to the things that are not life giving. And say yes to the things that are going to draw us into closer intimacy and deeper relationship with you, God. We are not satisfied with the mediocre and the medium and just two little pockets in my jeans. I'm just not satisfied with the Jesus. I want more pockets, more of your presence, more of your intimacy. And so, Jesus, come, Lord God. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you meet us. You are holy. You are holy. Your name is above all names. You are holy. We take all of those things off of the altar, all of those distractions, all those things that we've put up there in front of you, and we clear them off. And as we enter into a time of fasting and and of prayer, Lord God, we just put you up on that altar. Your name is above all names. You, Lord Jesus, are at the right hand of God our Father and there is only one king on that throne and it is you, God. And so forgive us if we have let distractions put something else on that altar and we clear it and we say, forgive us in the name of Jesus. Forgive us in the name of Jesus. And we put you back on the altar of our life and we say, let you be our only focus, Lord God, only you, that our pursuit of you, Lord Jesus, would be the focus of our lives, Lord God that praises would rise up and spring out of us, that they would be the overflow of our heart. Like Carla said, if we are cleaning a toilet or doing the dishes or or cleaning something up, that we would be worshiping you, God, because you are holy and you are the reason why that we do this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Draw us deeper, deeper, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.